Test, test, test. Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. What's the matter? <laughs> that was the least enthusiastic I think I've ever heard you do the intro. Oh, I thought bringing the energy down a little bit would be good. Should I take two? Yeah. Count me in. I need like a goop, goop, goop type <laughs> count in. <laughs> I need an, an audio count in. <laughs> You don't like my visual one? No. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today on the podcast, we're talking episode seven of Survivor South Africa, Malaysia. Loving it. Malaysia. Malaysia. Now, if you have only been hanging out with us here on South Africa, you're going to want to check out last week's Wednesday episode of our surviving main coverage because we, I like, I can't even. Yes, it was a, <laughs> there was no new South Africa episode last week because it was a content crossover. Crossover, crossover, crossover. Amanda Hoosen. Amanda from this season. Amanda. On the podcast, talking about her time on Survivor, Survivor in general, her time playing some other live reality games. Amanda on our podcast. And chatting, surviving Maine a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It was a good time. It was, I mean, I am only now more of an Amanda fan than I was. Absolutely. And I was already all team in on Amanda, so... Yes, we're very positive on Amanda. It was crazy just to hear her voice. Oh, like, instantaneously, it's... Oh, like, my goodness. That, that is Amanda. That's Amanda. We're we were talking to the Amanda. The Amanda. The Amanda. The Amanda. The Amanda. It really just okay. made me dislike like Rajesh and so much Urshad, more. So much more. Dicks. Before we jump into <laughs> this episode, a little bit of housekeeping. Cleaning that up. Those of you who have purchased and finished your Boston Rob rules to life, we want to apologize. We're not ready to. We haven't, I haven't, no, you, we can't, I haven't read it. Have you read it? <laughs> We're not going to pretend to have read it. No, but I'm saying we could do that. Next episode. All right. All right. Next, next Monday. Next Monday. The 8th. We're going to go into March strong. Strong. And we will bring like you. Survivor strong. Like yeah. outplay you type strong. Our long awaited coverage of Boston Rob's first book right not his cookbook not a cookbook yet his rules to life that's another crossover coming your way coming your way all right any do you have any any housekeeping anything you need to clean up at the top of the show um nope okay <laughs> it, it felt rude not to ask and it felt like I was putting like out a I spot. ever come prepared to this shit. Uh, sorry. This shit, huh? <laughs> Our 
wonderful endeavor together in our closet. There we go. Closet endeavor. Closet endeavor. Hashtag closet endeavors. I had the best closet endeavor this weekend. Okay, let's jump into our (laughs) shatter. Okay, yes. So as we head into the episode, we have our Iban tribe, the blue tribe, with um, Ishard talking about how he has like strong ties on the other side with the yellow. And it's like, do you have anyone that's going to like glom right back with you? Like, I don't think you're that tight with like Lorette and Mandela. And I don't think you're that tight with uh, Hine. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I I guess I, I'll be interested to see how he does post merge, but I don't necessarily think there's any evidence that he has these strong bonds either on the other side. Um, I, Iban, they're also running out of food. Oh, they're like, they're like starving. Yeah. They haven't eaten in a couple of days. Um, it's funny when we talk to Amanda, she specifically speaks on that very first challenge of when they jump off the boat and have to swim right away. And she's realizing how hard it's really going to be. Totally. And even talks about how she's like an experienced swimmer and it was really tough swimming in those circumstances. Right. Um, and she kind of mentioned this time a little bit too, as far as just going multiple days with no food. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely not missing Rajesh at all. <laughs> and I I love that Angie, there's finally some vocal calling out of her shod. She's like, I think you fucked up like four different challenges at this point <laughs> to shut him down at some at some moment. And oh. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Jeez. There was some like hard Throughout this episode, there are some definite headbutting. There's definitely a pull for a merge soon, hopefully. Tribes are definitely getting tired of each other. I think, like, next episode is my bet. That would be great. Yeah, no, you're really, in a way that I don't think you often do on some of the later survivors, you're really feeling people's strain of spending this amount of time together. Absolutely. I don't have a day count. Do you have, like, what day we're on? We should check no, that for we next should. episode. We'll let you know. Someone right. tweet at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just great. Speaking, we spoke to Amanda and she, this 14 years ago. Yeah, we, that's insane. Almost two decades after she played, we spoke to her. That's, that's absolutely, she sounds exactly the same. Yes. And was able to talk on it like it was yesterday. Which very, I... very eloquent speaking on her season and her post-season experience with, with Survivor in general and strategy and everything. Absolutely. I think that, I mean, it really speaks to how much of a life-changing experience being on Survivor, being involved with Survivor really is for players and for anyone involved. Even, even the people we've talked to who have played strictly fan-made survivor you know they talk on how life-changing and friendship changing and everything it is and so i think it's just even more of a testament of how powerful the survivor community is it seems to leave a deep mark absolutely they just love this game so much jeff (laughs) um so back on the yellow tribe uh they're the goat is fighting back 
Reeski's Revenge. Reeski's Revenge. Yes, there's lots of like diarrhea and unhappy tummy jokes going on. Right, with their being like, well, there's no toilet paper and we have no spade. And <laughs> it is that's funny that they. Disgusting. <laughs> I think they get like a communique that, and they know that it's going to be a food challenge coming oh, up. Yeah. And they're, they're all like, just like, we're, we're full. too full to no. do a food challenge. Where I think the other tribe, and even we spoke to Amanda about this, she's like, I was just like hungry. I was starving. So give it to me. It's just funny that they're in such different headspaces going into this uh, reward challenge coming up here. And I mean, so much so that they like bundle up some of this goat. Oh, yes. And bring it with them to the challenge to give to the other tribe. Granted, they're like, okay, there's nowhere to preserve this and no way to like... So there, you, there's only so many days you can eat it, and I'm sure you're on like the last day or whatever. They do it out of necessity somewhat, just not to waste it. But I mean, you could have also just like, well, fuck them. I don't want them to have that. It was a nice gesture. But Grant's pissed off about it. And then I have that Mandela is really annoyed with Angela mm-hmm. and the, just like the Angela Hine relationship. <laughs> I have a star saying everyone's sick of Angela being buddy, buddy with Hine. <laughs> Do you feel now? I feel like my perception of the Angela Hine relationship is that I think Hine is just a guy who gets by on providing for the tribe and doing that type of stuff. And maybe Angela is more strategy. And I feel like Grant can't, or Mandela can't quite decide of like who is running the show and the Angela Hine relationship. What really it is, maybe, I mean, exactly what you said. Hine being more of the like provider, how to do the outlast portion of this game where Angela comes in with more of the playing and winning portion. And they like, they discuss things They're They're having conversations, just the two of them. Totally. But I really noticed the, like the two, two, two split of the yellow tribe. Mm-hmm. There's a very clear, like Angela and Hine, Grant and Lisa, Lorette and Mandela. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point. And they, they all, they're very fragmented in those little two person groups. Where over on the blue <clears throat> tribe, you know, you've got Angie and Amanda and um, Han, or Dyke, like working well together with Ashard just kind of pissing people off and Amanda pissing people off sometimes and Angie pissing well, people and, off and sometimes. Like, and... I think even there, there might even be a moment of Amanda and Angie getting yeah. on each other's nerves very briefly, not to the extent that like Angie and Ashard are getting mad at or no at one each seems other. to get pissed off at Dyke anymore. Yeah. Dyke, Dyke's he's... like turned into the like, chill keep everybody happy kind of kumbaya person he was also so prevalent at the beginning of the season and he isn't as prominent like in this episode dyke aside from his role in the uh, immunity challenge specifically he doesn't play a huge role i feel like absolutely um i will say one more thing when we spoke to amanda it was super cool we watched this episode we see like the Angie Amanda friendship, them working together. Yeah. And then Amanda mentions that she just recently like spoke two weeks to ago. Angie yeah, or something like that. It was really fun to like nod to the idea that people who you worked with 14 years <clears throat> ago on a game are still, you know, right having that conversation and hanging out together. 
So jumping into the reward challenge. Yes, it was a food challenge, like Cody had mentioned. Classic, you're going to eat some nasty shit food challenge. And you could get one of two things. You could either get some like luxury blankets and like shelter gear, or you can get like cooking gear with rice. Yes. And you know... (laughs) You know that the Blue Tribe is hungry and ready to go. for that rice. Absolutely. So round one, we have Grant versus Dyke. Right. And they have to eat dried frog and beetles and fried cockroaches. Yeah. The dried frog doesn't seem too bad. The main thing is it seems like... I, I was right away surprised that... I don't know if I've seen like a variety plate. On other yeah. Survivor food challenges. And did they have water? Did they have a glass of water? I don't think so. Normally, I feel like there's a glass of water to help them, like, swallow things down. Because I think that was the main issue here is that you're, like, eating so much dried, fried stuff that it's, like, getting kind of caught and you can't get it down. In the frog, I think they even mentioned that, like, it's hard to swallow and it's dry. And that's probably the main hurdle with that. And then you're just eating, like, fried bugs. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I mean, Dyke is a champ at this. He just, like, Grant, I feel like, immediately knows he's going to lose, doesn't really have any effort into it, is, like, munching on the frog really half-heartedly. Just, like, waiting for Dyke to finish. (laughs) I don't know if he even goes for the bugs at all. I don't think so. I don't think he even gets there. So Dyke wipes the floor with them, and then it's a Hein and Angie battle. Hein versus Angie, eating raw baby squid. Yeah. Really intense. And, like, Hein destroys Angie. Absolutely. Like, I have this and a couple others just, like, noted that they were, like, complete sweeps. Like, not even a question of who was going to win this. It was like, boom, over. They were hungry. Well, I guess, no, Hein wasn't hungry. He was full. Yeah, but he, like, demolished it. I feel like you go up against Hein in, like, this weird food challenge. I have no chance. Yeah. He's, like, Mr. Weird Outback yeah. Man. and just swallowed whole. He eats fucking <laughs> raw baby squids all the time just for fun. He's got, like, a jar of them in a his fridge. He pickles them. Yeah, pickled raw baby squids. Absolutely. Well, it wouldn't be raw because it'd be pickled. Yeah. There pickled you go. Baby squids. Pickled baby squids. Hein, this should be like a delicacy oh, that Hein's pickled yeah. baby squids that... is smiling hey, face Hine. on the... Hit us up. We'll help you brand that. Hey, Hein. Hey, Hein. Heine. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we have Urshad versus Angela. Uh, and, and they have probably to, oh, the, the grossest for far. sure. Fish this eyes, is nasty. Fish eyes, three. I think three fish eyes. Oh, like, they and look... not just the eyeballs, but like the hunk of oh. meat, <laughs> where it like looks like they just took like a cylinder, like a a circular cookie cutter. Yeah, and <clears throat> that whole eye section of the fish. You like you can like oh, see the tear oh, duct. Oh. You like I know. <laughs> And that noise that you make is the same noise that Angie makes when it's in her mouth. Oh. And then, like, she bites it. And there's, I like, can't. some oh of gosh. it hanging out. Uh. And she starts to gag. And it's just, like, it's too much. It's disgusting. Urshad, he... Just, like, whoop, whoop, whoop. He takes him down. I think, like, he put them in his mouth and did minimal chewing just, just to get got them down. down. Yeah. Or she, like, bit into it. Oh, and my then, God. Like, it's sure all, like, be... oh. fucking nasty. I can't imagine You gotta what just, they... like, pop one hole. Well, I I wonder, they've been eating a lot of fish, so I wonder how 
just the fish eye. Yeah. I think they were big too. They were like, big. It wasn't like a little tiny fish no. eye. It was like a like a big old carp or something. <laughs> Before we get to the last round, what that we've done so far would you want if you had to pick between the three things, the the dried frog, the beetles, and the cockroach plate, the raw uh, baby squid, or the fish eyes, which would you choose to be <laughs> the thing you had to I'm eat? pretty sure I would just, like, pull an Angie and watch Hein go to town on those baby squid. <laughs> I mean, she, like, and, she gave it a go. But she didn't get very far, you'd and I would have like, hoped for Grant. that. You'd be Grant. Oh, just kind of like taking the easiest no, thing. No, I would try. I would try to go for the baby squid, but hope to be up against someone named Hot, like Hot named Someone Hine. named Hot. <laughs> I don't care if it's Hein Vaslu, just someone named Hot. Yep. I think I would, I think I'd have to go raw baby squid. Yeah. Like, well, no, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to eat bugs is kind of my mm, thing. I just, without water, it'd be so dry. I just couldn't. All right. And then we have Amanda versus Lorette. A live freshwater prawn, and Amanda, she completely destroys Lorette. It's almost laughable. We watched this episode knowing we were about to have a chat with Amanda, and it was so triumphant and exciting <laughs> to see her just destroy Lorette and get the win. Yeah. Win it for her tribe. That Make it so you don't have to do any more rounds. Just like, boom, done. Yes. Go listen to our main surviving main episode three coverage where we talk to Amanda about this challenge at the end of the episode, and she gives kind of her perspective of the whole thing, what the prawn tasted like, the lingering effects. Oh, it's a great clip. Yeah. So go check that out. We won't go too much into it here. Right. She does say, I'm not so good with food. Yes. And it's just like, well, you killed it. You could have fooled us. All right. So post-challenge, Bajau, Hein fights a shark. Remember this? Oh, yeah. He's like out there swimming. And all of a sudden he's yelling and like his legs Angela are up in the water. Like freaking out. And he's just like thrashing around with the shark. But then he does kill the shark. He was joking. Was he, he just kidding the whole time? Yes. He very easily killed this little baby okay. shark and then played this fun little like, oh, let's pretend I'm being attacked by a shark. <laughs> And then there is a shot of him like cutting into the shark's belly later in the episode. It's it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Now, I have to say, in this episode, Grant makes a comment. Yeah. And I it brings me back to this question of how gender played a role in this season. Being in 2007, being, you know. Hmm. I'm curious where you're going. <laughs> I, with I this. lost my wording. What, what is the what okay. does Grant say? So he says that Angela has Hine as her sugar daddy. <laughs> and I just like it's just like that seems like just kind of, I don't know. I don't hate Grant, but it does just kind of seem like the base level commentary, like Right, like Hein is older, Angela's younger, he's male, she's female. And he doesn't they're working like that together. they're together. They're not he's not in on that. So like it's just like the you know 
low-hanging fruit, the easiest, like, you know, thing to say just to be dumb, right? I just, yeah. It doesn't make you, it, it does speak to shitty, like, gender politics. It absolutely does. And it certainly speaks to, like, Grant's viewpoint of women and women being valuable versus of value. Yeah. And, like, where he feels like their role should be. And that's just, I don't know. That does... I mean, I mean, not that the United States is good on gender stuff itself, but no. like, I, I don't know enough about South Africa to, but it does seem to be prevalent. You, it kind of like rears its head in the stuff with Amanda and Elsie earlier in the season. And even how like Urshad interacts with Angie sometimes mm-hmm. in this episode. And like, so initially I had wondered how much of it was based on race lines. Right. But then with Grant, Hein, and Angela all appearing Caucasian, you know, yes. and, well, it, and even it really like does the, pull in the questioning of gender line. And the Rajesh and Amanda interactions yeah. as well. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, and then over on the Iban tribe, or did you have anything else with? I don't know. Uh, no. Well, and then even kind of speaking to that, Dyke has a comment in this episode where he's like, these poor women, they just uh. lose it completely, which is like just kind of speaking to like, oh, you've got to be careful and you have to manage them because they get easily upset and shrill. Mm-hmm. They're the weaker scent, sex kind of sensibility um, that I feel like Dyke really does come across like someone who does have those type of views maybe yeah there's also a lot of infighting going on over on the iman tribe yeah Um, small annoyances are definitely looming large between them like there's this moment when they get back from the challenge and um i think it was angela on the other tribe had written a note to go with the goat and Ashard wants to hang it up and yes. it just pisses Angie off for all get out. Like, this isn't buddy buddy. This isn't like they're not giving it to us out of like some great friendly gesture. It was just gonna go bad. And it is like it's both it is stupid of Ershard to be like making such a big deal out of it. And then also like Angie maybe shouldn't get so annoyed either. Absolutely. Um it is raining a lot in this episode. And they are fighting these giant beach oh, rats at yeah. some point, too. At one point, it's specifically, I have Amanda versus the rats. <laughs> and I mean, like, they are big. It, like, you see Hein oh, kind of swatting uh, at it with the pole. Yeah. Would you, I think we asked this maybe last episode, if you would eat a rat if they caught one. I, I don't know if we did talk about this. I, mm. uh, I think, I guess, I bet I could work myself to the mental place of being fine with it. Of, like... We're on an island. How close are we to, like, a city? Are these rats that are just in the wild eating whatever? It's not like eating a rat in New York City where it's been eating garbage and it probably has... <laughs> like, this thing might have diseases, too. You maybe should be wary of eating any small rodents or birds that you find or catch on, like, on the yeah. island. I also wonder that with, like, fish that they end up, like, when it's low tide and they just go and gather fish that had been, like, that sat, like... You definitely would want to be yeah, careful. Like, it's like if at that, that point, happened yeah. this morning, you know, maybe it's fine. Yeah. But Ugh. I couldn't, I don't think I could do the eating. Out eating there. A, would you eat a rat? 
I don't know. I think I, maybe if I like had the rice to put it in and I could like cook the rat and then skin it uh, and then pull it apart I don't and kind of like I mix it with I rice. I don't think I could. No. Even like if I got <laughs> to the point of like I've killed this rat, now I'm going to skin it. By the time I skinned it, I'm like, I can't eat this no, thing. No. No. Ick. Okay. So. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, unless you have anything pre, nah. we'll talk immunity. And then immunity we... and after, and then we'll check out our tribal. All right, there we go. All right, so we are headed into immunity, and it is maybe the coolest. One of the coolest challenges they have had yet. I think so. We've had lots of water challenges this season, and this feels like the crazy culmination of water challenges to the point where they even have to take speedboats out to the challenge. This like has hardcore Breath of the Wild vibes as yeah. far as like those in the water structures the, like, where the Lizolfo yeah, like evil yeah, people live. Their little beach wooden structure things that you fight them on yes um yeah so it is like a it's a crazy structure in the middle of the water what they ha it's called protect the fire one person on each tribe has to run across these beams with a torch that they light yep while people other people on the three people on the okay. opposing tribe no they have the so they get the torch and it's not lit yes they have to run across the beam light while the torch. while people are throwing the yeah so they they have to run across the beam light the torch and then go back across the beam and then light uh what burn a rope or or like you light two things and then on the third one you burn a rope while they're crossing the beam there are three people on the opposing tribe kind of stand like there's a you know a gulf between them yes and they have sandbags that they're pushing at the person as they run across the beam yeah you can't if you're on the beam you can't grab the sandbags no if it hits you unless you can hold your balance without it making you fall you have to go in it's a pretty cool challenge it's super it looks super cool it would be I would love to be someone throwing the sandbags. I Lots would of hate to be the one person for your tribe having to run across and like try to get the flame and like being hit with these giant bags of sand and then falling in the water. And, and you're holding a torch like it's a wooden stick with, you know, on fire. Yeah, it looks fucking dangerous. Like it looks like <laughs> yeah. you could so easily fall light your and head burn on fire. Yourself. Yeah. I'd be more so concerned about like burning my armor torso when I fall. Yeah. So it's Mandela and Dyke. Well, and also that board is so freaking slick. You're going in and out of the water. It's like, yeah, they get so... if you fall once, which uh, newsflash, they both fell multiple fucking times. Uh, newsflash. <laughs> So it's Mandela and Dyke who are the torch runners. Torch runners. Um, Dyke does very well at this challenge. Dyke is killing it. He figures out that he, if he crouches, the sandbags, which I kind of a bummer, right? That he could just like crouch under them and the sandbags can like go right over him. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's smart of him. And he has to I mean? crouch pretty low. Like, Mandela tries it and isn't able to crouch that you low. You have to crouch very low and then move across a wet balance beam with a lit torch while crouching that low while sandbags are 
swinging back and forth over you. Like, it's still pretty fucking difficult. Totally. But Dyke does amazing at it. He does very well. And once he figures that out, he doesn't fly through the challenge and he does get hit a few times. It's really fun. I love the, like, Dyke and Hein. Dyke is, like, Hein's mentee at the beginning of the season. And now they're on opposing tribes. And, like, anytime they go head-to-head, I enjoy seeing it. I really do. I loved seeing Dyke or Hein trying to hit. Hit Dyke They definitely, like, I think they they do seem friendly, but it's not like he gives them any quarter. He's definitely trying to get Oh, absolutely. And Mandala is just, he's too big. He does okay. You know, he does do okay, but, like, he is a big target and isn't moving fast enough, especially since his injury with his knee earlier on in the season. He's not moving fast enough and not that, able that to squat low it so enough. Hard. It's, it would be awful. He's a big tank, and Dyke is so small in life that Dyke, it's much easier for him to do this challenge. Do you think anyone would have been better than Mandela? Like, I wonder if a lady would have, like, you know like what I mean? Like Lorette or Lisa? Lorette probably would have done really well. I bet Lorette would have done well. I could see her doing really well with this. Does she have any, have we seen her balance at all? You just need somebody small and athletic. And I think that's like the misunderstanding that I don't know why they thought Mandela would be the one to do this necessarily. Mm. He's not. I mean, we talk about this on our main episode, just like these big guys aren't great for balance. Maybe also thinking that like, hey, if he gets hit by a sandbag, maybe it won't knock him off. And I can see that. But I think the sandbags are heavy enough and the beam gets wet enough. And it's narrow enough. Absolutely. Lorette hits dyke at one point and it doesn't seem like it hit him very hard but he still goes into the water yeah just like slightly bounced him off right so i mean dyke does eventually win it for a bond oh for sure and then yeah there's a little bit of like finally taking a breath for the four on iban yeah and then the six on yellow it's like okay game on yeah, we, uh, you know... Le- Although... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was just gonna say, Andy was pretty fucking salty that they didn't lose because she fucking wanted to vote out a shard. It's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. It's like, you're really complaining about not losing right now, Andy. I I was also tickled by that. Um, yeah, we get, uh, you know, Hein cuts up that shark from before um the lisa grant relationship is really coming into play here um grant's really again trying to save lisa and figure out a way to make her stay over it seems like angela is the other option yeah which i think man mandla who used to be really on the let's get rid of lisa train is now kind of switching more towards let's take out angie because she's just riding heinz coattails angela angela yes. yeah um Lorette is like super down to get rid of Lisa. She's yeah, she's like, always just been against Lisa. Lisa doesn't hold her own, and I want to get her out because of that. I'm surprised that because you know Lisa's been on a pretty good Angela um, Hine trio. I'm surprised she's not trying to sway Grant over to get rid of Lorette or Mandela. Mm. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then I just have, I mean, like, I think we kind of touched on all of it, but just all the machismo going on <laughs> back on the Iban tribe. Now, I will say Mandela, um, 
makes a comment where he quotes him or like speaks yeah. about himself in third person being like and Mandela single-handedly throws the tribe into disarray. Yeah. And it's just like, Mandela, you just said that about yourself, man. Yeah, very like, it was very point, funny. Like, he's talking about himself. Right? That is Mandela. <laughs> yeah, and then like you're just saying that a bond disarray, I think Ishard is like talking about how he's biting his lip, but then he actually just like go like literally he's there's a talking head of him saying that he's biting his lip. And then he goes off on Angie. I, I he comes across as so unlikable in this moment. Like he, I don't, I don't know. He he is saying something about Angie makes a comment that Lorette is the person choosing to have somebody sit out, and then he calls why that would be the case into question. And she's like, well, when we were on the same tribe, that was the case. Yeah. And then it just kind of goes into, you never know what you're talking about or shot, but I always have something to say. And then he's like, you just need to stop talking. And... Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, she's specifically annoyed at him discounting her opinion, which is based on something she knows. And then his response is just like, you need to just be quiet. Which is like pretty shitty and maybe speaks to those gender aspects yeah. we were touching on before. And then there's a talking head where Angela Angie's just like, I respect his physicality, yeah. but nothing else about him. Which is so like, funny. Yeah. It's like such an underhanded compliment. You respect like that he's strong. Fit? Yeah, that yeah. he can like help your tribe in that sort one of. way. <laughs> Although, like, yeah, he does fuck up channel. He I don't want to call him stupid. He just doesn't seem to have his head in the right space when doing challenges so the fucking yellow tribe they're going to tribal i always forget their name bajau bajau is going to tribal and it again that two 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 split really is like is it going to be angela is it going to be lisa i think it puts grant in a good position yeah because it's like if he wants to well it doesn't make it gives him an option he can just decide to abandon lisa if he wants yeah who do you think is going home? Angela. You think it's Angela? I think so. I think it might be Lisa. You think so? Who do you want? Who do you want and who do you think? I think it'll be Angela. I want it to be Lisa. I think it'll be Lisa. I want... who? Like, okay, who's all on the, the yellow tribe? Angela, Hein, Grant, Lisa, Lorette, Mandela. I'd be down for Grant to go home, too. I'm kind of over him, but I know he won't be. He's a fine enough character that I want him to stick around. I don't want him to win. I, uh, yeah, I think I want Lisa to go home and I think it will be Lisa. All right. Well, let's go check it out and we will be right back. All right. We are back post tribal council. Um, before they go into the vote, a few interesting topics do come up. Mostly whether or not Lisa is choosing to sit out of challenges or if she's being forced to against her will right lisa being like oh there's not really time to like debate or force myself into a challenge and then mandela's like well you like volunteered sometimes and... right and mandela also speaking on the last the lack of time and kind of saying oh no one's directly telling lisa to sit out which is interesting. That's kind of what like Angie and Urshad get in a fight about whether or not Lorette is directing Lisa to sit out. Right. And Lorette definitely doesn't seem to be the like instigator, instigator yeah. of anything. Lorette's been really under the radar, which I don't know. 
she's getting really forgettable. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, but then um, Lisa, even while complaining about that, does say that she chose to sit out of the food challenge because she's squeamish. Right. But felt like she could throw sandbags at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but anybody could throw sandbags at people. Right. It and it's like... It's an easy way to, like, kind of, oh, I participated and kind of blend in to the background. Absolutely. So, Angela, I mean at tribal kind of skates under you know no one's really talking about her too much beyond the one comment that like her and lisa have been sitting out yeah true um yeah as far as like anyone targeting her right for being yeah because we definitely like i was definitely feeling like it might be angela going into this but interesting that grant didn't even seem to try to like rally mandla or anyone to to get that vote going with him i wonder if grant kind of like saw the writing on the wall and was like i have fought for lisa at least three other votes and like maybe my game is i either have to choose to die on the on the lisa hill or i need to just like distance a little i think he for his own game saw that he couldn't keep going to bat for lisa when lisa wasn't really helping him out in that department yeah absolutely she wasn't really helping anything the other thing that comes up is the decision to give goat meat to the Mm -hmm. other tribe and lorette and mandla kind of make a comment that they would even though it's a competition even though it's survivor they would prefer to have their competitor you know bed and at a more level playing field right than to just beat them because they're starving you know and i guess it does also come out that it was heinz decision to give them the food initially where grant is still very opposed to it he makes a comment about like in monopoly if you land on my square with three hotels you better pay up and if you can't find food you know he has that he has like i want to win and that's his mentality where Lorette and Mandela kind of have this honored system I want it to be. And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when I watch a reality show, I do want the best people to arrive at the finale. I do too. And I want, and like I brought this up on another recent episode, not a South Africa episode, but just one of, one of the many other things we're covering. Um, (laughs) Just like how, I don't like the villains. No, and I hate when they make it to the finale yeah. and don't get any votes and they're just sitting there as a goat. I'm not or or people vote for them because of like, oh, you schemed your way to the end. Like I just I'm not a villain person. No. I'm I don't root for villains. I'm never like, oh, I hope this person like weasels their way up. I just like I want the people who are compassionate and caring and hardworking to yeah, the people ultimately... that like, oh, you won enough immunities and, you know, worked your social game enough to get to this point. Right. Not that you were brought along because you're an asshole or, I don't know, played so hard that, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. I, I'm in the ballpark of, like, you can't play hard and be a likable character on Survivor. Yeah, I think definitely, like there's that middle ground of you don't have to play a completely clean game per se. Yeah. But you also don't have to be an asshole. Right. There's also that line of like when things get personal. Absolutely. And like, 
I don't know. I think recognizing that the camp you're in is abundant with resources and knowing the camp that you left was out of resources. I like, you know, and like, like Mandela said, they didn't anticipate losing that food challenge. Like they didn't anticipate losing that challenge. So knowing that they had to bring the goat with them before they knew if they won or lost, like, yeah, you know, and it was going to, go you don't want to watch people. Yeah. Throw stuff away or watch people like waste away. Like, come on. It's just an interesting, uh, differing point of view kind of, and I mean, Grant, he, he takes his stance, you know, yeah. And, but we get into the voting and it it's Lisa. It is. It's it's a Lisa sweep. Except for Lisa Lisa's vote, vote for Hind. Yeah, and that was kind of surprising. I think I mean there's lots of good Hind facial reaction shots. Oh, and they they do do the great hindsight joke right? and tribal love. Oh, that. for sure. And you know, Lisa seeing her name come up is like laughing. And Angela's over there in the corner, kind of like crying for her. Very and... emotional, which I guess I don't they know. were friends. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess it would be a bummer. It's like you yeah. don't feel like you have a lot of other connections, and like someone even maybe that you just enjoy spending the day with, right? Who's around your age that you can relate to about things? Like, yeah, absolutely. So Lisa's gone. We feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I I didn't hate Lisa. I think she was amusing right off the jump, just being like, I'm lazy, <laughs> like just outwardly lazy from day one and never really changed that mentality whatsoever. Yeah. And it's amazing she made it this far. So you're thinking there's a going to be a merge? My guess is merge next episode. Because what? We're down to nine now, four and five. Yeah, we're down to nine. I think it's that makes sense. Time. Yeah. And with that. Yeah, I can't wait, but we will see you next week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at INT SurvivorCast. And Instagram at SurvivorCast International. Check out our Surviving Main Episode 3 featuring the amazing Amanda Hoosen. Dropped last Wednesday. And uh, if you've not been checking out our main or LU coverage, hit up the YouTube. Yes. Find a, find a, new, find a new favorite. Find an hashtag, find a new favorite. And with that, have a wonderful week.